Welcome to Job Seekers Radio. I'm Andrew. And I'm Scott. This is a podcast dedicated to providing you meaningful support to find great careers faster. We're coming to you from the beautiful Pacific Northwest in the city of Portland. The city of roses. We love it. Today on Job Seekers Radio, we're going to talk about so many different ways to build confidence during an interview. Eh, At least a few. Nothing is more important in the job search process than the interview. Oh, and you think about all the trouble we go to to get an interview, all the effort we put into it, uh, into the application. Some applications are pages long if you're going trying to get into a state agency, for example. Networking uh, takes effort. Sometimes it's just blind luck, but the mm-hmm. interview has a, a, a process, and it's important that we uh, prepare for it. We want to avoid the trap of saying, we've done all this work, and whew, we got the interview, now I can just ease off. Exactly. And so we want to avoid that trap. If you're uh, upgrading or you're out of work and you really need a good job, then preparation for interviews is critical. The amount of time you prepare and get ready for that interview is going to directly impact whether or not you get the offer and whether or not you have leverage during negotiation. Right. Uh, what's the, the adage that, that is fairly common now? If you don't, if you fail to prepare, that's preparing, preparing to fail. To fail. Mm-hmm. Um, interviewing, it's so important to make sure that you are prepared as best you can be. Interviewing can be nerve-rattling. It can be difficult to anticipate what you don't know or what you don't expect But the more prepared you are, the more practice you've given yourself, the better off you're going to be. During this episode, we're going to talk about some of the steps you can take to build confidence in preparation for that interview and some ideas on how to make that easy for yourself. So the idea here is uh, we first start with understanding the company, the people, and the success factors for the particular role. A lot of this will be published online, but you can also take um, some cues from HR. You know, Human Resources is a good advocate for you, hopefully, that they'll provide you the format of the the interview. Who are you meeting with? Um, What is the structure? Why is this position open? You want to collect as much intel in advance of the interview as you can so that you know how to prepare well. The other side of that is if you're looking for information and cannot find it, here are your initial questions that you can start asking in the interview. And if you don't get the answer in the interview itself, then at the end of the interview, when they ask you, do you have any questions for us? These are the opportunities to fill in the blanks that maybe you haven't been able to get that information by looking online. It's also a good idea to have an internal champion. So if there's anybody you know inside the organization, this is an opportunity for you to get not only information about the company, but to exhibit or display your skill sets to the person inside that might have an influence on you actually getting the job. And don't think that it has to be somebody in HR or in the department that that you're going for. Mm -hmm. Having someone inside who can reach out to the person in HR or reach out to the person uh, who is part of the interview process in that department can help you get your name in front of the right people so that at least they're paying attention. Many companies now, at least the ones that are well-developed and well-led, they have programs and recognize that the highest quality of hire for the company is through an employee referral. 
So don't think that by reaching out to this person inside the company that you're um, putting a burden on them or doing something that's out of bounds. A lot of these companies nowadays, they appreciate and they honor and they'll actually put your stuff to the top of the stack Right. If you've had somebody on the inside, even if it's in a totally different department. Well, when you think about it, those companies that talk about being an employer of choice are often looking for those uh, candidates who to come in who already have positive relationships with others who already work there. It makes the workplace that much stronger in terms of its culture. Uh, one of the ways as you're looking at this and, and, and looking for those contacts, if you can get an idea of who you're meeting, you will be a step ahead in terms of knowing what to present among your own skills and strengths. LinkedIn is a really good resource to, to, to look for the people that you're going to be uh, talking to in your interview. I will say that the more you know about that person, the more you can tailor your conversation to, to um, connect with them. Uh, you can take it too far. Mm, uh, creepy stalker. Yeah, I've, I've done that before where <laughs> I actually learned things just by looking through their LinkedIn profiles. It was a panel interview and I spoke to four people and I knew something about them that I could personally relate to. And by the end of that part of the conversation, I was noticing their strange expressions because I they were wondering if I had been stalking them. When in fact, I was just looking for connections. So really be careful as you're looking for their personal information that you can connect with. Uh, tread gently. Well, ask a question rather than making a statement about, hey, I Good see point. that you do this kind of stuff. Hey, tell me more about your interest or your um, area of interest over here, whether that be, um, you know, dog rescue or um, whatever. Singing in a choir. Yeah, singing in a choir, whatever it is. Just ask about it. You don't have to make a statement about it. Hey, I see you and I have the same interest. Um Ask a question. You know, what is that like for you? What did you enjoy about that? And as that banter is, is begins, as it's going back and forth, you can actually make the connection on what you have in common and how you show that fit within a conversation. That you're human. That you recognize things that are human in other people makes you likable. This is the foundation for rapport. Rapport is, hey, how can we work together? And you'll feel it here in your heart before you feel it um, in your head. Yeah, in absolutely. The so the, the, another um, idea that you may want to explore is reviewing your interview questions online. Now, obviously, that comes with uh, uh, whether or not they provide the questions in advance. Some companies do. A lot of them don't. So for those companies that don't, then there are a number of articles out there. You can find them through LinkedIn, um, Fast Company. I've seen articles in uh, your uh, professional organizations will have um, articles within their publications talking about the kinds of questions that happen in interviews. Uh, they may be rather generic, like, tell me about yourself. There's a reason why a, a recruiting um professional or a hiring manager will ask you to tell you about tell them about yourself and first of all they want to see if you're prepared they want to see if you can talk about yourself in ways that relate to the job uh, that indicates your ability to synthesize information and present 
a um, whole bunch of very generic questions, but they all have meanings. And you can find that information by uh, doing simple Google searches. The idea is you want to appear prepared so that you're not only a professional, but they can feel from your preparation that you really want to work there. Right. Okay. Another resource that um, you may or may not have mentioned is Glassdoor. There's a number of Glassdoor or a Glassdoor-like really forums resource. that are going to have, um, because the companies can't change what's posted there, it, it, kind of like a, a, an Amazon review. You know, you, you, So these companies get um, reviewed and they actually put the interview questions on Glassdoor based on the role that they interviewed for, whether or not they got it, and uh, would they recommend this company. And, and yes, companies can respond to what's there, but they can't change what's there. Right. And that brings up a, a, a different topic that is really valuable. Read their reviews and be prepared to talk about them. What's really interesting to me is to, to read the negative reviews about companies. And our first reaction is, oh, well, I don't want to work there because they've had this really bad review. Well, all that bad review is telling us is they may have an area of opportunity and maybe you're the one to fix it or at least to, to make it better. The negative parts can be even more powerful than the positive ones. Mm -hmm. As you look at the people that you're interviewing with or the, the culture that they have, remember also that everybody has a different style preference, um, whether or not you are following the DISC model or one of the associated models, whether or not you're di digging deeper into the uh, personality profiles that are done by Myers-Briggs and some of the others, there are ways to recognize what those style preferences are, and you can practice ways to adapt to them so that that conversation then becomes more effective. Uh, you're, you're actually speaking in ways that resonate with them, even though their style is different from your own. Hmm. And you can often find their style just by the way they present themselves on LinkedIn. So if you see something online on LinkedIn and you're meeting with somebody and all you see is numbers and figures and facts and analysis, you know the kind of the style preference of that person. Right. If you go there and there's virtually nothing and you see that the person has been in a director or a, a VP role, you probably know their style preference. Not only that, but you also can figure if they are not actively involved with LinkedIn, maybe they've put the their profile up, but they haven't added anything to it. You can't even be sure they are the ones that put it up. They mm. may have had an assistant do so. So, But that's an indication of their style preference as a leader. Are they going to be engaged with each individual? These are assumptions that you can't rely on, but they give you talking points. They give you a perspective to start with so that as you're having the conversation, you're actually speaking from an informed position. Mm. Um, you also have the ability to adapt again as you, if you're making an assumption, perhaps you think they're fast paced and task oriented, and they start asking you questions about your vacation time or the, your areas of interest that aren't necessarily associated. You can now shift and start connecting with that individual in a different way Again, making that conversation more effective. This brings up the idea of role play. Right now we've collected all this data. We've got a good idea of who we're meeting with. Now we can actually practice answering our questions. Uh, having been an actor in my youth, rehearsal is really critical to success. What we practice, we perform. If you have opportunities to practice your interview questions, answering the questions, 
also asking them because that gives you a, the different perspective. What is it that you're hearing when the other person is asking these questions? You will get an idea of how you may come across. And the, the more you do this, the better off you'll be. If you're in a position where you don't have anyone to practice with, this is where networking groups come into play. You will meet people who are also looking for those that want to practice, and you'll now have a partner that will help you. Grab a practice partner. I mean, this it could be somebody that you know. It could be a family member. I've even encouraged people to um, present or, or give three-by-five cards to their family, whether it be their kids or whatever, and practice in front of your family. Make it fun. Um, oh, if your kids are teenagers, they will love to judge you. <laughs> love it. But How did I do? <laughs> even if they don't have a professional perspective, they're honest. Yes. And sometimes brutal. And that's really valuable information. And if you practice it with people who love you, it gets easier from people who don't know you. Mm. Practice, practice, practice. The idea is by you practicing your answers and delivery, you're not focusing on the answer anymore. You're, you're, you're focusing on listening to the other party and really what are they asking? Uh, Stephen Covey is quoted many times about listen to reply, not to understand. If you're listening to understand what they're actually asking, or they may say something that, that triggers a deeper question, responding to a question with a question generally gets to deeper, more meaningful conversation. I think what you're asking is, it's okay to do that. When they send you a question, it's okay to ask back, huh, that was kind of weird the way they asked that. I wouldn't that, say that. Well, I mean, you're saying that in okay. your head, right? Uh, you're saying that in your head. Uh, I, that was a weird question. I don't have a prepared answer for that, but I do have one for this. I think what you're asking me is, um, how do I work under pressure or uh, which you have an answer for? So you can sometimes steer the question in a direction that uh, you want it to go uh, and still meet their needs. That's a really good point. We're always afraid in an interview of talking about things that we may not be strong in, and that's okay. It's okay to say that's not my strength, but if you've practiced, you're probably more likely to be able to shift that focus then to the skills that will help you to learn or mm. to improve that area of opportunity rather than focusing on the, oh, I don't have that skill. You're, you're actually able to talk about the things that you can do that may compensate for something, a, a skill or an ability that you currently don't have. I'm practicing. I can't find a partner. What's another strategy I could use? I could take a video with my cell phone. I've seen oh, people do this. Oh, but I hate seeing myself in video. You do? Come on, Scott. Well, I'm, you have mirrors I'm, all over your house, don't you? <laughs> That's just what are you saying? <laughs> I want to look my best. What's wrong with that? <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. But video is actually something I learned in the theater. When someone videotapes or or video records your performance. It may make you uncomfortable. In fact, I think there might be something wrong if it didn't make you uncomfortable to some degree. But here's your opportunity to see yourself in action and through a different set of eyes. In this case, it's through the camera. You get to judge yourself differently. Do it. It is probably one of the most valuable tools you have in your hand. If you have a smartphone, you've got the ability to videotape yourself. Here's a secondary benefit of actually doing the recording. 
many companies nowadays, they're doing two or three series of phone interviews. They might be doing a Skype. I've heard something called Blue Jeans. I mean, there's all these video platforms now that are out there that these companies are relying on before they ever bring you on site. By practicing your interview answers on a camera, you actually are practicing for an interview. Right. Great point. And if they are asking if you're interviewing for a position where your presentation skills are actually going to come into play as part of your job, you now have a reel that you can put together that gives them an example. Just make sure you're dressed appropriately for the job you're interviewing for. Don't overlook the idea if you are doing a video interview and not an on-site that you can put up scripts and cue cards behind your camera. Great and idea. They wouldn't even know. They right. wouldn't even know. Hey, so tell me about yourself. Well, you could, if as long as it's right above the, uh, uh, the, camera. the lens, the right. camera lens, you're not going to look like you're actually reading something. So th that's just a, a secondary thing. But, um, you know, that also brings up in terms of practicing um, flashcards. Mm. Write out what the questions are that you want to practice, and then you shuffle those up and you, you address them as they pop up so you don't memorize things in a specific order. Mm. You practice the ability to answer a question on the cuff. I would also suggest recording the audio, much like this podcast, and listening to it over and over again, as long as you've done it um, to perfection, right? Your delivery and your response and everything is to perfection, and you listen to that over and over again, I'm an auditory learner. I know this about myself. Uh, I can recite songs that I heard on the radio from 1960-something, um, even though I wasn't alive. Well, actually, I was alive. but You early, were alive. Or early 60s, maybe not. But um, So the, the, the auditory learning for me was really helpful. And so I would actually put these answers. I'd write out the answers, and then I'd speak them, and I'd say, okay, that sounds pretty good. And then I'd record it. And so I'd have a, a series of answers that I could listen to over and over again so that when I went to the interview, I had the answers scripted and ready to go, even though I didn't hit them verbatim. I did have the main talking points kind of inside my head already. Right. That also is something that as you're practicing the interviews, if you record those practice interviews with somebody that uh, is your, um, your partner in this, whether it's a family member or somebody in your networking group, whatever that looks like, I wouldn't recommend that you actually record the interviews you go on because then there's a privacy issue. But... When you practice and you record those, you keep the answers you want. And those are the ones that you listen to. Practice many times and then edit it together so that you're, you're listening to the answers that you want to give. So much uh, memorization happens just through listening. You don't have to keep saying it. Well, that's all we have today for uh, Job Seekers Radio and improving or increasing your confidence during the interview. Thank you for joining us for this. We want you to be able to find this resource uh, through our show notes and those resources available at jobseekersradio.com forward slash 010 or 010. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Job Seekers Radio. Your investment of time and attention is greatly appreciated. Head over to iTunes and subscribe and to get future uh, episodes. We also would like to have you rate and review this podcast. The feedback to us is invaluable. If there's a topic you would like us to cover, you can either do it through the iTunes uh, review interface or you can go to our website, jobseekersradio.com and click the contact us button. This is Scott. And I'm Andrew. Until next time. We'll see you on the next episode of Job Seekers Radio.